my name is John, and this is my good buddy Andy, and you're listening to the Packers Blitz podcast by two diehard Packer fans at the dark times of the 1980s. Lived to talk about it. It's dedicated to the world's greatest fans, Packer fans. And take it away, buddy. Yeah, John, uh, Packer fans, NFL fans, welcome to Packers Blitz, the Packers podcast dedicated to intelligent, truthful, <laughs> and real Packers football talk. John, what do you think about this quote? I've got a quote for you. This is not me saying it, so I'm just going to say it okay. verbatim, All right, and then here. I'll have you tell me who it was that said it, so... Here it goes. I tell people this all the time. I say, we got 10 games left and we're going to win out. So that's how I feel. I know a few other people might feel the same way, but I'm going to be the first to say it. We're going to win out. So, John, who was that that said that to some reporters? That's my boy, Jair Alexander said that. Correct, John. <laughs> yeah. So, so John, we're going to get into yesterday's Packers 20-3 victory in a second. We However, won. We won. Right. We However, won. John, quotes, <laughs> quotes like these from Packers veterans like Jair Alexander don't make this a Packers victory at all. Let me just reiterate the statement oh, really? that I have said many times before. Jair Alexander is no Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers yeah. has a Hall of Fame pedigree. Aaron Rodgers makes intelligent promises. Then Aaron Rodgers had the football acumen and the respect of his football teammates that he could back them up. Jair needs to shut the heck up. It's one game. Mm -hmm. One victory, right? Mm -hmm. The Packers got lucky. Yeah. They got lucky. I'll get into that a little bit later. I said as much in okay. Packers Blitz episode 47, the last one. I'll explain what I mean about that lucky a little later in the podcast. Lucky, John. That was a lucky one. So, John, anything to say yeah. about this? anything before we move on? No, other, other than... Um... That was pretty bad football. I shut it off for a little while <laughs> after they missed the field goal at halftime. I went, that's it. I'm done. And I went <laughs> did some uh, yard work. Did some yard work and I had the phone with me. And I looked down. I'm like, it was like 13 to 3 or something like that. And I went. And then my buddy and texted me, Musgrave. Oh, Man, did he fall? That was my first thought, Andy. Damn it! He fumbled. No. And then I no. went in and, and I looked, and he he scored. Um, his so first, for, uh, his first NFL touchdown. Yep. We'll it talk about that later too. Getting in, <laughs> yeah. So one of the things do you, do you want me to read this? You want you want to read it? Go right, yeah. Go right ahead. We were going to talk about this. We've been talking about talking about yeah, this. Yeah. And we never talked about this, so now we're going to talk about it. And no. you go right ahead because I got all the information yeah. up here, and let's go for it. Thank you. All right. So 
Packer Blitz fans and Packer fans out there, and and Andy and I have been a little bit hard on Jordan Love. Um, can you throw the deep ball? No. <laughs> That's going to take time. And in fact, you know, you don't build your career on the deep ball. You, you just don't. you got to make all the throws in the NFL like Aaron Rodgers could, Brett Favre could. Fuck you, Tom Brady. Tom <laughs> Danbury. Reno, on and on and on. All Jim guys Kelly, not there. Joe Kelly. <laughs> Jim Kelly. Gonna yeah, Jim Kelly. We'll get I know, I messed up last Old time. Folks, we're not perfect. We don't have yep. a stat-like team helping Andy and I. It's us. <laughs> anyway, so exactly. let's just do a quarterback, <laughs> quarterback transition here of an eight-game comparison between 2022 Aaron Rodgers versus 2023 Jordan Love. Uh, special Wendell Ferreira, name right? Of USA Wendell Ferreira. Yeah, so again, we're talking there about we the transition from Aaron Rodgers of last yes, year to Jordan Rogers. Love. Yes, that quarterback transition. So, so go for it, John. <clears throat> yeah, so Aaron Rodgers last year, 66.4%. Jordan Love this year, 59.6. A little bit off, but not way off. Last year, Aaron Rodgers, yards. This year, Jordan Love, 1720. Again, not too far off. Last year, 13 TDs. Jordan Love this year, 12. Aaron Rodgers last year, four interceptions. Jordan Okay, so that's the difference. <laughs> Last year, 94.5 passer rating. This year, 81.9. I'll give him 82. So, yeah, so here's so the thing. Jordan, so, yeah, so Jordan has eight, had eight, yeah, inter- or has eight interceptions so far, and, and Rodgers had four. Right. So that was a, that's a made, that's a made. Remember, just, yep. Yeah. But remember, folks, uh, you know, best fans, is Jordan Love is not Aaron Rodgers. We've been through that a million times. And Aaron Rodgers, he, he just doesn't take chances. He, he's not Brett Favre where I'm just, I'm just going to chuck it and see what happens. It, so, yeah, there's a disparity. So let's go into this is the one that I'm really interested in. First year rookie comparison, 2008 Aaron Rodgers versus 2023 Jordan Love after eight games. A special thanks to Bill Huber, Huber of USA Today. So Aaron Rodgers, now remember this is uh, Aaron Rodgers' rookie year. 63.7 completion. Jordan Love this year, again, 59.6. So not too far off again. Uh, 1,982 yards, uh, uh, 1720, uh, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, 13, Jordan Love, interceptions, Aaron Rodgers, eight interceptions, Jordan Love, 95.3 passer rating for Aaron Rodgers, 81.9 passer rating for Jordan Love this year. So, the rookie years pretty much stack up after just eight games. Uh, pretty close. 
interceptions are not far off. The touchdowns are not far off. The yardage is not far off. The only problem is passer rating the problem, the accuracy, and, you know, that's where we need to do the work and going round and round with that kind of, So really the hobbit and kind of summarize this is what do these comparisons tell us, Packer fans? So Aaron Rodgers was regressed in 2022. We all know that. He just wasn't CDC, you know, still good. But it was similar to his rookie year to Jordan Love is not quite as good as Aaron Rodgers. We already know that, folks. I mean, come on. He was in 2008 or 2022, but he's close. This isn't far off, you know. However, again, not nearly accurate, but we can work on that. And more prone to turnovers. And, you know, again, turnovers are a funny thing. It's where the ball bounces. Uh, I was watching the Bills um, Bengals game and uh, last night, and, and somebody fumbled the ball. The ball was bouncing all around, and I'm like, you know, who has it? It was really hard to tell them. That's just the way that goes. So eh, just hold on to the ball security. The biggest difference that doesn't have to do with any sort of analytical data is just simply this. There's been plenty of ow. ow. Just not a ton of ow. ow. <laughs> not a ton of in Jordan Love's game, yes. With Aaron Rodgers, ow. Uh, and really, yeah, I, I agree with that, Andy. I see what you're saying. I see what everyone's saying about. Uh, I don't know. It, we've been so spoiled. Wow, from Brett Favre. No Rodgers. And now you got this totally different kid out there who's just trying to give his best. And we got it up back. Back from my comment about her in I'm like, no, we can't do that. We got the rest of the game, see what he does. Uh, we'll talk about him going against Pittsburgh, which will be a good test for him that he's had a pretty good game. So, what's yep. the question now? What, yeah, so right, and yeah, well, the answer, the answer is we've been talking about it, John. Don't bench Jordan Love, keep him as their starter, yeah. reassess the situation. Yeah. yeah. So so again, and, you've kind of already the answered right. That right. Yeah, and the reason yeah. I stepped back from it personally, the reason I did was because you know I th- on the last episode I said I was listening to Mark Tauscher and he made a total total sense. All these people are like, put Sean Clifford in, put Sean Clifford in, and he's like, okay, now what do you do with Jordan Love? Everybody's like, well, what do you mean? Well, what do you? You keep him, or you bring him in for another game, and uh, uh, finally, you know, I don't like Homer. He's on one of those stations, whatever. He's yeah, got Steve old, the Homer he's true senile. Yeah. yeah, he's old and senile, and he's just like you, not like your dad. And he like most dads at that age, you just don't get it anymore. And, and his explanation was. Like you want somebody new? What the heck is that gonna do? That I've heard in my life. Well, I just want somebody new. No, <laughs> like what are you doing? 
you, you just can't switch. And uh, anyway, so that's really, as you see, it's not too far off. Let, let, we got to have patience. Yes, he can't throw the deep ball. Yes, he's not accurate. Yes, he doesn't have the wow. He's more of an ow. But yeah, I, I think in the Los Angeles game, he showed little glimpses again. And But he's got to show that against Pittsburgh, which we'll talk about. So, Andy, I will turn it now over to you to uh, give us a synopsis of our win over the lowly Rams. <laughs> so go right well, before, the, before we get to that, there's just a couple things. So, so again, John, yeah, I agree with you completely. We need to put the best quarterback we can out there, and that is Jordan Love. It's not Sean Clifford, okay? So that's why you don't don't bench him. Now, if he gets hurt, something happens, he's mentally not in the game, whatever, okay, fine. You know, maybe put Clifford in, in for the, the rest of the game or whatever. But uh, you got to go back to Jordan Love again. You need a complete body of work. The only way to get that is to let him play the entire season and see how he progresses throughout the entire season. You need to commit to him and just stick with him and, and see what happens. That's my opinion. So right. figured I'd mention that before yeah, we moved yeah. on. So, Excellent. Um, and if you're not in agreement with me, let me know, John. But that's how I feel about it. I think uh, you just got to. Nope, we were spot on, buddy. So, yes. And yeah, so, you know, in one word, uh, I would categorize the win, the victory, 20 to 3 over the lowly Rams. I would say lucky. So I'm going to repeat mm -hmm. that word a lot when I talk about this game. So the Packers might as well have been leprechauns. They sure look like hey, them. Top of the morning to you. <laughs> they certainly found their pot of gold at the end of hey, the I rainbow. So number one, lucky starting Rams quarterback, Matthew Stafford was out. Yeah. Lucky. Yeah. yeah. Starting Rams running back Kyron Williams was out. Lucky starting Rams right tackle Rob Havenstein was out. I think it's Havenstein. Uh, maybe it's Frankenstein. I don't know. But he was out anyway. Both of them were out. Uh, uh, lucky starting Rams inside linebacker Ernest Jones was out. Uh, at first, he was questionable. He was supposed to play. He's on my fantasy team. I wanted to play because he's great. Oh, no, here we go. But I'm not bitter. Here we I'm go. not bitter about it. We're lucky. A uh, Ernest Jones really? is a 23-year-old who is by far their best tackler and is a crucial cog in the Rams' defensive machine. I believe he makes the play calls. So, John, sorry to cut you off. Mm -hmm. you have any comment about that? Oh, you just have a comment, comment about fantasy football, don't you? Yeah, about your fantasy. <laughs> Fantasy. Yeah. I'm a little bitter. My uh, so fifth and last thing. A little thing, bitter. Lucky. lucky. In the second half, the Rams' top corner, Colby Durant, was knocked out of the game with a shoulder in in injury. Uh, by the way, that's about the time that our passing game all of a sudden got better. So we got lucky. Five <laughs> times lucky. And I could have probably went on and did more than that, but I stopped at five. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. Give the Packers some credit. They took advantage of facing Brett Rippon at quarterback. By the way, he is the nephew of former Pro Bowl quarterback Mark Rippon. They took advantage. 
The Green Bay Packers took advantage of devastating Rams injuries and a Rams offense that is more atrocious than ours, which is actually saying quite a lot, doesn't it, John? Andy, Andy, I got got a quick question for you. How many Super Bowls does Mark Rippon have? One. How many does he have? Well, I know he has one for sure because he won one with the Redskins. Yeah. Uh, that's probably the one yeah. I remember. I know he played for several yeah. teams, a lot of teams, so several. it might be more so, than that. So Mark Rippon has as many Super Bowls as Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Isn't that bad? right? Yeah. So, but that's the <laughs> Yeah, and he won that with the uh, the Hogs with the uh, he had the, that really great yeah, offensive line in uh, in yeah, Washington. Yeah, yeah it's Washington. Right oh, <laughs> oh, okay. Buffalo, one of their four okay. Super Bowls. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yep. Yeah, he, he has won a Super Bowl. Correct. Oh, that's very very interesting, John. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to talk about some game balls. <laughs> uh, some Packers. Packers blitz game balls. Game balls. Uh, so game ball, a game ball goes to the Packers offense. They scored a touchdown in the first half. Mm. Their first since week two against Atlanta, which would be (laughs) September 17th, 2023, by the way, (laughs) September 17th. What is it today, John? We're in November. (laughs) November 6th. (laughs) Something like that. Uh, uh, game ball goes uh, to Aaron Jones. That TD uh, that they had in the first half was his, a three-yard TD run. Uh, John, I would like to make him the Packers Blitz Offensive Player of the Game. If you have somebody else, mm-hmm. uh, you can no. chime in a second. But Aaron Jones had 20 no, carries, no, 20, no. Uh, 73 rushing yes. yards, four catches for 24 yards. So he had uh, 24 touches, which is a lot more than he's been having lately. So Aaron Jones yeah. finally yeah, had a seven. full workload and made it through the game. He made it through in one piece. Uh, he was finally he's finally cut loose. Ironically, Bruce Springsteen's song "Born to Run" played on Jones's cell phone in the locker room as he was talking to <laughs> reporters. That's hilarious. Uh, so I figured I'd bring that up because I thought that was kind of funny. Yep. Uh, John, do you have any comments yeah. on the Packers blitz offensive no, player of the game? It, I, I picked Aaron Jones. I thought it was pretty, pretty clear. Yeah, cut. Uh, somebody else, let me know. Perfect. It could have been, yeah, could have been Aaron Jones. Uh, no, you know, definitely Aaron Jones, but maybe, Musk. yeah, Musk. maybe even Jordan Love. Great for his first touchdown. Jordan Love. Okay. Uh, the reason it could pick, if you look, carries. It was like seven, eight, six, three. I mean, it was insane. He was single digit. And now that, you know, he still is a marquee player, in my opinion, um, that he can make a difference. Not as good you two, three years ago, but he, he still finds a way to get out first downs. So, yeah, totally cool. What's your next one? Yep, got to keep feeding them. Got to keep feeding him and getting him the ball, and he's got to play for that to happen, right? Some more game balls go to the Packers' O-line and running backs. We've been 
The uh, offensive line has been much blind, John, as you know, and same with the running backs. Yeah. I figured I'd call them off. They they had their best game of the season, John. Uh, they had the best season on the ground, uh, game of the se- season on the ground, yes, amassing yes. 184 yards on 38 carries, which is 4.8 mm-hmm. yards per rush, which isn't too bad, not too shabby. Yeah, it's not uh, bad. Quoting yeah, Adam Sandler bad. again, <laughs> not too shabby. Uh, another game ball goes to, of course, Jordan Love. Have to mention him. Matt LaFleur finally took the turning wheels off of Jordan, and he is fine, was finally turned loose, as uh, Matt LaFleur liked to say, turned loose. Uh, LaFleur let Jordan look for bigger plays in the second half, uh, completing 11 of 12 passes. He finished, Jordan finished 20 for 26 for 228 yards, and a touchdown. That fourth quarter touchdown pass was thrown down the middle for 20 yards to rookie tight end, John. Luke Musgrave. For the first of his career, sealing the victory with less than four minutes left in the game. Love was six of eight, John, 78, sorry, 75% percent passing on throws of 10 yards or more in the air. Uh, he had entered the week mm. a league worst 36% on such throws. Uh, so, John, did you see any Jordan Love improvement in that game from what you watched, I guess? Uh, I, yeah, I did a little bit. Uh, he was throwing with more confidence to the uh, outside um into the inside routes deep balls god awful stop throwing the deep ball but he seemed a little more cocky and he was looking at his check his footwork wasn't uh, but he's he's gotta learn about seven two backs that i'm just like man yeah way too much time sitting there in the pocket Way, yeah. way. Make it just and get the rid of the ball, but, whatever. Yep, you're absolutely so, right. Yeah. So, so some nice little improvements, hopefully, to, uh, to grow in those areas. Another game ball goes to the Packers' defense. Duh. They only gave up uh, three points. They held the Rams to only 187 total yards on offense. In fact, yes. the secondary held Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua to a combined five receptions for 80 yards. So two game balls also go to our seventh-round rookie defensive backs, uh, one yeah. being uh, cornerback Carrington Valentine yeah. at three pass breakups and was sticky in yeah. coverage. He looked like the successor to traded veteran quarterback, uh, cornerback <laughs> Rasul Douglas, uh, who Valentine yes. replaced, uh, making plays yes. in both pass and run defense. So he looked a lot like Rasul. Pretty darn good. Uh, mm. uh, the second uh, seventh-round rookie defensive back that I'd like to mention was uh, safety Anthony Johnson, Jr., uh, he dislodged the ball from Rams tight end Tyler Higby with a violent yeah. hit and later made his first INT on a tip ball by Jair, Jair Alexander on a pass intended for Cooper Cup. Mm-hmm. 
I thought, I thought Carrington Valentine was the Packers blitz defensive player of the game. He played admirably despite being thrust into a, the starting lineup again after Rasul Douglas was traded to the Buffalo Bills. Uh, John, any comments mm-hmm. on our Packers blitz defensive player of the game? You got a different one. Uh, um, uh, any you know, comments I'm about Rasul? I'm always going to say. I'm always going to say <laughs> yeah, Carl Brooks. Good. Yeah. 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 Uh, played really well again. Bobby Wooden did too. <laughs> My guy. Yes. Especially when Kenny Clark went out. Kenny Clark went out in, uh, I think, the second quarter. I think. Yeah. The shoulder injury. injury. Sure. Yep. Yeah. Shoulder. Got carted oh, off. And then you had Brooks, Kobe, Wood, Kobe Wooden, TJ Slayton. And oh, uh, the other guy uh, from Georgia, and I always forget his name. Wyatt. I don't know why I forget his name. Why? Thank you. And we had he was out. Out, and we had That's no right. Rudy. McDuffie was in. Yep. So this was a nice, a nice. Um, but they still have Cooper Cup, and they still have a leading offensive uh, rookie. Eight. In so, I mean, back. This is what happens, right? Right. Yeah, Cooper <laughs> so, Cup is no slouch either, as as everybody knows. No, he's not. He's not. Nope. But if you don't have a quarterback, welcome yep. to our world. This is. And he was happens. actually John. He was <laughs> so, open on the play. Jair, um, you know, made a good play, jumped up in the air, but um, yeah. Cooper Cup was open and passed him. He just made a very athletic play and was able to tip it. If the quarterback actually kind of um, lobs it in there a little bit more and, and throws it, uh, throws like less of a direct line, that ball uh, would have been mm-hmm. caught for a big gain. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I don't want to say Jair was burned uh, because he did tip the ball, but I think. But he uh, made up for it. Correct. He did. So I'll give him, give him that. But uh, Stafford probably yeah. makes that throw. Fits it in there, but I'm just saying. So. The thing, the thing is, what's fans back? fans, Anthony Johnson has not played safety that long. He started as a cornerback at Iowa State, and he was doing really well. I mean, he was like in the top, probably third round pick. Uh, and then someone got hurt, went hurt on uh, Iowa State, and. They said, hey, can you play safety? And he was like, sure, I'll give it a try. So he has not been playing it that long. His natural position is corner. So I'm like, hmm, that's interesting to me that, you know, he's, what, a sixth-round pick, and Valentine was a uh, seventh-round pick, or maybe I'm reversing nope, him. They were both They were both seven-round. Um, seven seven so I lumped them together in our – yeah. Packers yeah. blitz yeah. game so, balls. So, <laughs> yeah, so, so uh, I, I Valentine. It, yeah. Go ahead. So, uh, Packers blitz fans, John, uh, football players are some of the most competitive on earth. <laughs> Even though Valentine and Johnson were both seven-rounders, they are both playing with chips on their shoulders and making the Packers D look elite. To be brutally honest, the Packers need more players like those two. More players like Aaron Rodgers Mm -hmm. with Hall of Fame talent and chips 
on their shoulders. So I figured I'd add that in too because I really, I really like how they were playing. I like Valentine quite a bit. And uh, if the other guy, uh, Johnson, keeps making plays, stick him in there. Why not? You know, mm. uh, we need more players that can uh, create turnovers and, and make plays, right? So another game ball, Absolutely. there's so many of them because we won. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm giving a game <laughs> ball to uh, Jonathan Owens. Uh, he was starting his second straight yeah. game injuries to Darnell Savage and Rudy Ford. I think Rudy's got a calf or something. Um, I think both yeah, of them do. Calf. I don't know what's up with that. Uh, he hmm. came up with a yeah, big strip sack of Brett Ripien. Uh, Rippin, sorry. Uh, the Packers would then cash in on that ensuing drive with a with that three yard scamper for a touchdown from Aaron Jones. So again, uh, Jonathan Owens made the play that created the turnover, which created again that ensuing drive and touchdown by Aaron Jones. Um, last last game ball, uh, Matt Lafleur gets one on fourth Ooh, and one inside of the opponent. Yes. On fourth and one inside of the opponent's uh, 20-yard line, he decided to take a conservative approach and take a, the field goal, uh, you know, kick the field goal to put the Packers up 13-3. to Instead of going for the dagger, like the Packers play-by-play guy uh, Wayne, Wayne Larvie likes to say, Matt LaFleur's conservative decision was correct. Take the points. You're playing against Rippon and an anemic offense. Take the points and get up by over two scores. John, uh, where was this? <laughs> where was this guy when he blew it in the game against the Atlanta Falcons? Okay, we're bringing it up again. Hopefully, Matt Lafleur is finally learning and growing too. Uh, John, any comments about any of those uh, game balls or anything that I might have said? No, or not that. Done. Now we just hope hope that this continues. That's all I have to say on that. Right. Right. Now we're now, John. We're uh, Packers Fist fans. We're going to talk about lame balls. Lame ball. Lame ball. Packers. That's right. Yes. Lame ball. Dontavian Wicks. Dontavian Wicks, according to Jacob Westendorf Westendorf of SI.com, and this is a quote from him, Keyshawn Nixon's 51-yard return to start the second half appeared to put the Packers in business to extend their 7-3 lead at halftime. Instead, a casual pass to Wicks turned into the biggest error of the day. Wicks caught the ball and reached for extra yardage that he didn't need. He had already secured the first down. That reach for an extra yard turned into disaster. Wicks fumbled. A drive that had promise was over. The Packers make enough mistakes. <laughs> that one seemed easily, easily, uh, easily preventable. End quote. Um, so I figured I'd bring that one up. John, Packers, Bliss fans, we won't be able to do that against good football teams like the 5-3 and three Pittsburgh Steelers, who we play next week. Um, John, any comment on that? Uh, any comment on the lame no, ball? Um, that was uh, Dante Bitten. No, I, 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 totally, uh, I don't know what he was thinking. 
But the, the next one is worse. So the next one is definitely yeah. lame. <laughs> uh, lame balls. <laughs> you love this, don't you? We'll have to do this every week. Lame, lame balls. Yeah, we did some lame. Lame balls. balls. Uh, weird. Weird. I just had I, weird. It was just weird offensive penalties. The was Packers converted. Weird? I don't know if it was weird. Yeah, I don't know if that was the right word. <laughs> I think it was. You got a better word? Lame? Stupid? No! Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Lay balls. Uh, the Packers converted two separate fourth and ones in the first half, only to be negated oh, by offsides God. penalties on the offense. That's correct. Offsides on the offense. How does that even happen, John? Mm, one was called on Yash Nyman, which was questionable. They were saying which that was, one was kind of questionable. The uh, other was called on John Runyon. Both killed uh, drives. Killed them. The Packers would have scored a lot more in the first half if not for the common theme yeah. of this season of penalties. Seven of them in the first half, by the way. Seven. <sighs> by the way, the Jeez. Packers did clean that up in the second half with only two. So I think they had nine for the game. So good job in the second half. But the first half, so to give Nyman and Runyon, give Nyman and Runyon some leeway here and, and less of the blame, the NFL, let's blame them. The NFL is cracking down yeah, on offensive offsides because of the Philly tush push. And I think they call it something else too. Oh, come on. Uh, the something yeah, of brother, yeah. brotherly love. I don't know what it is, but um, I like yeah, to call it the tush push. In the NFL, this is what happens. It's supposed to happen. The head of the offensive linemen, all of them, with the exception of the center, cannot be crossing the football in the neutral zone. zone. So they can't be past the football or to it. So uh, Runyon said that he had always done this in short yardage situations, and he hadn't been told about that rule until this week. So John, uh, <laughs> any comment on the, any comment oh, on the weird, I mean, the, the bad, the stupid offensive penalties, uh, the lame balls well, that happened a few times. Well, first of all, Runyon, you know who his father is, right? This, uh, yes. John, John Runyon senior, right. And here's in Philadelphia. Philadelphia he's a, yeah. Know, very Great good player. player. Yeah. Great player, and he's head of the rules committee, or one of the uh, <laughs> board of the rules committee. <laughs> wow! Hey, call dad. Hey, dad. Yeah, son. Uh, what's with this rule? Oh, yeah. So don't do that. So you know, come on, Runyon. Give me a break. Your dad. Your dad probably put it in there because he's probably thinking I'm. And this whole tush push thing to stop it because first of all, every time they go, they're offside. They're off. I was watching uh, a little bit of Philadelphia Dallas uh, yesterday afternoon, and I was like, "They're they're totally offside." And like you know, and then yeah, the refs are like, "Whatever." <laughs> like the refs, they just exactly. move the marker. We get called on they just it, right? Move the yeah, we get called on it twice. Yeah. 
Well, it's also gonna it's All gonna right. injure one of our star quarterbacks. Um, that happened to Patrick yeah. Mahomes a few years ago. I think Patrick he just Mahomes, hit his yep. kneecap or something, yeah, and yeah. he was injured. I think that's so, why uh, when we played KC, and I think Jordan Love was our quarterback, and maybe he wasn't, but I thought he was. Um, anyway, um, Mahomes didn't play in that game. Correct. And he didn't play in that game because he was injured because he tried to sneak it. I think he was trying to get in the end zone. I was watching that game and he was, he was injured because of it. And that pretty much was the last time they tried that stuff, especially with, with their star quarterback. So, so all I'm saying is Galen hurts. One of these days is going to get hurt. He's hurt right now. He has the issue. He is hurt right now. And he's on my fantasy football team. Oh, here we go. So again, lame ball, uh, Christian Watson, elite talent, fast playmaker. However, lame ball. He just cannot stay healthy. For example, on his 37-yard reception in the fourth quarter, Watson suffered a chest injury and a back injury and a possible concussion. Yep. All the three injuries on one play. Watson didn't even speak to reporters post-game because NFL players who are still in concussion protocol aren't allowed to. How convenient, John. I'm running out of patience with Christian Watson. It sounds like you are too, John. I know you already commented on this. Hopefully, hopefully, uh, some of that uh, great audio and material that you gave us before, <laughs> you'll be able to pull from uh, when we, uh, we'll fix it. you know, put episode 48 out to the public. So, um, John, do you want to take the next one? The whole Packers wide receivers group, lame balls. This is a really good one, John. Lame. So you might want to read this verbatim, but you definitely don't have to if you don't want to. All right. I'm gonna go for it. That's, this this is this is pretty funny that you gave the <clears throat> so balls to the entire uh, Packers wide receiver group. The best NFL receivers don't just open and get open and catch the ball. They make highlight reel plays. Diving grab, down, toe-tapping, sideline plays, leaping catches in the end zone. Have the best, but they don't have the worst. No football focus. Jordan Love has given his pass catchers 47 opportunities in contested catch situations. They've caught 10. They've contested Catch rate of yes, that's right, 10 out of 47. The tested catch rate is 21.3%, by far the worst in the NFL. Other less than 30% are the Tennessee Titans, 28.6, Kansas City Chiefs, 9.7. Every other team is at least 10% better than that. Detroit Lions are number one. Wow. At 59% in contested catches. Christian Watson is 0 for 8 fell in 2023. In 2020, it was 9 for 12. 75% was tied for the best in the NFL. In fact, the Packers normally have the worst receiver for a contested 
in catch rate, but also the second worst rookie, Jaden Reed, who is 0 for 7. Congratulations, Ryan Gudekins. <laughs> yeah, can you, can you, I can hear the sarcasm in your voice, John. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Brian. Right. Thanks, Brian. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, we, we are not good with That's catch terrible. rate. We are not good, and hmm. we're not – we're the worst. We're not – no one's, you know, really even close to us, so – that's not that's not good. You know, the best wide receivers, John, like you said, you know, they 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 make diving grabs, diving grabs on third yeah. and fourth down. They make a play, toe tapping sideline plays and leaping catches yep. in the end zone. Mm-hmm. They do highlight real stuff. And again, uh this season, John, when I look back after what, 8 games, I don't see a whole lot of that. Uh, in my memory, you know, I, I see that no, lucky catch that Jaden Reed made in the end zone after it deflected off of uh, Dobbs. Right. You know, Dobbs has made yeah. some contested catches. He wasn't the problem. I think he was in the, I think he was like 38%, uh, you know, catch rate. Uh, you know, uh, so Dobbs isn't doing that bad. Uh, and there's been a few touchdown catches that he's made some really tough catches in coverage. So I'm not talking about Romeo Dobbs, but uh, we are talking about the other mm-hmm. two. And Watson was really good mm-hmm. last year. He was really good last yeah, year. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. But this year, it's yeah. the exact opposite, almost like he's scared uh, to go up and make a contested catch, right? And what might happen to him. So, And it happened again in the last game, didn't it, John? So anything else you wanted to add on that, John? You know, No. Nope. Any more lame balls? <laughs> no, I think lame balls. <laughs> Packers blitz. Um, so let's get on okay. to Packers. That's yep. Take it away. So that's going to be Sunday, November twelfth at noon on CBS. Pittsburgh, John. Pittsburgh <laughs> is favored by three and a half. Uh, if that's the first time oh, any opposing team has been, yeah, thank goodness. Uh, the over under is 37 and a half. That is low, really low. I think that's lower than the last game against the Rams. Uh, so a little, little look ahead. Yeah, it's lower. I think it was 39 and a half the last game. So, uh, yeah, 37 and a half is the over under. On the, on the game for points. So a little look ahead to the game. The Packers have not won their Pittsburgh <laughs> since John 1970. 1970, wow. John. Uh, I would have been uh, two years wow. old. I would have been two years old, John. <laughs> years 1970. Old. Yes. Yeah, 53 years ago. They haven't won since uh, 1970. Uh, oh, the Steelers okay. are five and three after a 2016 win over the Tennessee Titans, and will benefit from extra rest since they played on Thursday. The Packers are three and five and snapped a four-game losing streak. They won't benefit from playing a backup quarterback again this week. Then. 
they'll face a trio of quarterbacks that are arguably top 10 in the NFL. Justin Herbert, Jared mm. Goff, and reigning uh, league MVP and current Super Bowl champion, Patrick Mahomes. Oh, boy. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> Packers yeah. fans, be happy yeah. with the win last week. A win is yeah, a win. win. However, wow. do not for a second fool yourselves into believing that this young team is ready for prime time anytime soon. No. Sorry to be a downer, but that's the truth. And that's what we speak in truth here, John, mm. right? Even though we don't want to. We want to lie, but yes, we're not we going not yeah. to do it. Yeah. So the Steelers. Yeah. Not going to do it. The Steelers. Not going to do it. Uh, the Steelers are probably going to do it. We'll get into that in a minute. Uh, starting quarterback Kenny Pickett is a lot like Jordan Love. Inaccurate, inconsistent, and underwhelming. However, he does find a way to make plays at the end of games and lead. he leads his team to victory, to wins. Uh, that is why the Steelers are 5-3 and three and the Packers are 3-5. and five. The running back tandem of Najee Harris and Jalen Warren are legit. The wide receiver tandem of George Pickens. Uh, George Pickens takes the top off of defenses and makes contested catches, by the way, John. <laughs> and Deontay Johnson, uh, the other one. Possession receiver, great route runner with great hands. Both are legit. However... The Steelers' defense, the Steelers' defense is 30th in points scored at 16.6 points per game, 34, uh, sorry, 31st in yards per game at 296.3, which equates to 28th in passing yards at uh, 205.8, 25th in rushing yards at 90.5. So 296.3 yards per game, which is 31st. Pretty much almost dead last. In fact, the Steelers' offense is ranked even lower than the Packers' offense, statistically speaking. <laughs> However, the Steelers have played much better defenses, by the way. Baltimore mm. Ravens, Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jaguars do not have that bad of a defense. I know John's probably like, what? They are the top defense as yeah, far as takeaways. Okay. They are. Really? And so they, they aren't as stout as Baltimore. I'm not saying that, but they are a really good defense. Uh, the Tennessee Titans, they played. Uh, Cleveland Browns and the San Francisco 49ers. So they played much better defenses. And now they're going to play the Packers. So we'll see what happens, won't we? Outside linebacker, TJ Watt. What to say about yeah. him, John? We wanted to go into the draft a few years ago. <laughs> TJ <laughs> Watt, uh, nine and a half sacks so far, six passes defensed, one interception, two forced fumbles, is a perennial NFL Defensive Player of the Year candidate. Outside linebacker on the other side, Alex Highsmith is on the other side of Watt. Again, uh, four and a half sacks, one pass defensed, one interception and two forced fumbles. Then we've got defensive tackle Cameron Hayward. He's back from injury. He played last game and he's back. He had 10 sacks or more the last two seasons. So he's back. 
The Steelers D is ranked seventh in the league in sacks with 26. It's ranked oh. eighth in interceptions. So I picked out a few of those things because that's going to give me um, some, you know, some uh, points that go toward my uh, my eventual uh, pick. Okay. Yeah. So, John, um, you want to read off the Packers stuff? Yeah, so I would do the yeah. Packers stuff. Give you a little break here. Uh, okay. So, Packers have played a tough schedule. They continue to make too many mistakes. As a young and experienced team, and like it, are about to find out they cannot be good teams either. Wow, they just beat a team in L.A. Rams that uh, have a backup. Uh, ranked by CBS Sports is 29th ranked backup in the NFL. The 29th ranked backup. Uh, he is a turnover machine, as we found out. He gave up two turnovers, two uh, gifts to us. Uh, and also, one of the things, again, we want to thank you, Rams, for helping us with that. And thank you, Brett Rippin. Uh, I predicted I it. Predicted it. <laughs> I did. No, you didn't. <laughs> and he predicted it. Uh, I said the Packers cannot beat the Rams. They cannot beat anybody. Well, we both said that. <laughs> Luckily, three. So it's something that is you're going into Pittsburgh. You have in forever. Uh, and, and you're playing uh, that five and three record to me is deceiving. I, in my personal opinion, should be uh, because they've had some. They're just like, huh? Why that yep. game? One of them, especially the one against the Ravens. They should have uh, lost that game. Against the, the Ravens, should have lost that game. Definitely should have lost. So, predictions. Yep. Thanks, John. So. Um, my prediction is the Steelers 24 and the Packers 9. Betting fans. Oh, okay. Yes. Betting fans take the over okay. on the score and the under on yeah. the points. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but this will be the start of a four-game losing streak for the Packers. Steelers, loss. Chargers, loss. Lions, loss. Chiefs, loss. The Packers will be uh, then 3-9. and nine. At that point, John and I will discuss mm -hmm. whether or not we get rid of quarterback Jordan Love, head coach Matt LaFleur, and GM Brian Gutekunst. Let me, all, you know, let, let me tell you all uh, now, just like in the Tim Burton movie Sleepy Hollow, that I just watched last week, heads will roll. Either John or I, maybe both of us, will become headless horsemen and ride to Lambo on demon steeds and proverbially give the yeah. axe to all three. Yeah. John, Packers fans, that would be much like what happens to turkeys just before <laughs> Thanksgiving or at Christmas feast. Uh, John, any yeah. comment on that? How'd you like that one? So I told you guys, I oh, love this it. is what's going to happen. It. As of now, this is what I think yeah. is going to happen. Yeah. So, 
Is you like that just like Tim Burton and some, um, you know the movie Sleepy Hollow? Johnny Depp yeah. was great in that, by the way. Yeah, so, great cast. Yeah, he was. So. It's a very under underrated movie. If you have not seen Sleepy Hollow, uh, yep. please go see it. Even though Halloween is over, it's still worth watching. Um, yep. So Christopher Walken, Christopher Walken's in there too. Walken as uh, as the headless horseman. <laughs> It doesn't say a word. My prediction. <laughs> my prediction it, to be what I what I thought was going to be the Denver Packer game. Uh, really ugly. Really just just terrible. And I'm going with Steelers seventeen, Packers seven. <laughs> so kind of yeah, we both are single digits. Um, just because take the I under. do not see them mount, take the under if you're a betting man out there. And the other thing, too, is one thing I was thinking about the other day. When did we get rid of all three people in the Packers organization? The GM, head coach, and quarterback. So you have to go up to the early 90s where they come. We cleaned the house, and then we brought Mike Holmgren and Brett Favre. So maybe a little optimism. Uh, it's quite different. We're not going to get a Ron Wolf this time. We're not going to get a Mike Holmgren this time. But who knows? Maybe we'll get some guys who can come in there and be aggressive like John Schneider from Seattle and say, oh, we need these pieces. Let's get them. Let's bring them in. Also, maybe have a, a, a general manager who's willing to take a little more chances and really study the film and just like Ron Wolf used to do and say, these guys are perfect for our team because they fit our offense, they fit our defense, and also they're versatile. So we can use them in different ways because – People forget, like Antonio Freeman, for example. When we brought him in as a receiver, he was also a kick returner. And then we realized, don't give Antonio Freeman the ball because he likes the fumble. So let's just put him in as a receiver and let him just, you know, let him do that. And when Antonio Freeman was good, he was good. And when he was bad, he was bad. But the point is, he built that receiver uh, room to have, you know, different guys that could really help us win, like Robert Brooks, Antonio Freeman, Mark Chimura, on and on and on and on. Then we got Don Beebe, you know, we just, you know, okay. And then we got um, Andre Rison. And Goody's not that kind of guy. He's not the kind of guy, like Ron Wolfie says, well, we need another receiver. Oh, oh Andre Rison's out there. Great. You know, like what Andre Kudikins is not that kind of guy. And granted, Ron Wolf didn't have to deal with the salary cap as much as he does, but still, he had to deal with it. So, anyway, just kind of my uh, Packard little rant, a little information. So, take it away so we can watch episode up. Under an hour. <laughs> We're gonna do it. There we go. The Packers beat up 
on the LA Rams 20 to 3. I predicted a score of Packers 20, Rams 16 with Matthew Stafford playing. John, Packers fanatics, savor that victory. Like the prophetic Nostradamus, I think that it may take at least another five to six weeks until we taste the sweetness of winning again. Hopefully, my sons, Zach and Nolan, will see that victory happen sooner than later in two weeks at the holiest of holies, as John likes to call it, and the friendly confines of Lambeau Field against another L.A. team, the Chargers. Meanwhile, the Packers are on to Pittsburgh. Good luck with that. We won't be as lucky, I'm afraid, and correct. Maybe I'll be correct like it was on the last podcast when I called Bill's great Jim Kelly, Joe Kelly. Sorry, Jim. And to my Aunt Laura and Uncle Phil, diehard Bill's fans, and to Bill's Nation, I apologize. John, I apologize to you that I talk too much. I just love talking Packers and football with you. I love you, John. John? Oh, thank you, buddy. Hey, never apologize for that. (laughs) Uh, all right, Packer Blitz, we might have a little bit of a low. Remember, we're, we're really going to have to focus. And NFL has been really strange this year. And if you don't believe me, Packer fans, Jesota won their game against Atlanta. That was bizarre. Okay? And teams are, are not. There's nobody out there that I look at anymore than going, oh, no way. You're not going to beat those guys. Even Kansas City looks beatable. The Bills look beatable. Sorry, Aunt Lauren, Uncle Phil. (laughs) So it's a crazy. Maybe we'll get a couple of victories out of the mess that we're going into. No, if we're not growing, then people need to go. So, So. Lawyers with fans, Packer fans, again, follow us and give us five stars. Hit subscribe on your favorite uh, by Apple, YouTube, Packers Blitz. And also just remember, too, because Andy and I grew up with Jim Kelly, Jim Kelly, Joe Kelly. Someday I look to where Andy and I have a big studio and we have a bunch of people fussing and we can make mistakes and say no Andy it's not it's Jim, Jim Kelly <laughs> but two words yeah we'll do our best <laughs> two words John and, Manny and Petty Andy, I love you buddy. a lot of Manny Petties <laughs> <laughs> Manny Petty Massages. anyway we love you <laughs> Uh, anyway, we just end. Go pack, go. Go pack, go. Love you, buddy.